I love the words in the song that we heard from our guest soloist that really it's about that we are the music and not the song. Our guest speaker today always has a beautiful sense of music and has a great creative spirit and really helps us all find our own music and leads us to the song, which is the divine itself. Will you welcome today's guest speaker, our very own Reverend Patrick Cameron. Thank you, Reverend Catherine. Good morning. Welcome. I invite you to join me in a, in a song. If you're here for the first time, just ignore all this. Uh, but some folks like to stand and sing with me, and, and you're welcome to do that, or please stay seated. We'll sing in this very room. Some of the words are up on the screen, and then they'll take us into uh, another form of prayer. You're going to miss the song. It's okay. We'll be here when you get back. In this very room, there's quite enough love for all the world. And in this very room, there's quite enough joy for all the world. And there's quite enough love and quite enough power to walk through our every fear. For spirit, one spirit. Is in this very room In this very room In this very room I invite you to know with me One life, God's life, Spirit's life Claiming that in the I am for each person here That is in agreement with these words That life is my life and so I celebrate that. I know I stand in great gratitude for this day, for this beautiful life, for this beautiful planet that is such a gift. And so what I know is ready, willing, and able to inform, support, and resource myself and everyone else in agreement with this idea and this experience is that everything necessary pours itself forth in this moment, this beautiful present moment awareness. And so I give thanks for all the blessings that have been, that are now, and continue to reveal themselves that I, you and I are magnets for great good in our life. Something wonderful is seeking an outlet, and we are the place and the opportunity for that to happen. And with that said, I give thanks. I release these words knowing that they continue to spiral outward and upward in an ever-increasing impress and expression in my and your life. For this I give thanks, and together we say, and so it is. Please be seated. Thank you, Brian. Well, happy Mother's Day. You're welcome. And Mother's Day means a lot of, there's a variety of, of uh, interpretations of Mother's Day that I've discovered over the years in giving uh, various talks on Mother's Day. It's, a, it's a remarkable to see the, 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 the different opinions about Mother's Day people have. For some, it's warm and fuzzy. For others, it's not a happy day. So, and I think that's just the nature of life. You know, life is, you know, we, we, we show up here and we remind ourselves we're spiritual beings having this earthly experience and we go through these various uh, classes and awarenesses and then life happens. And life's not a straight line. And 
and things happen. In fact, they put a poster up in the back. Someone knocked on our door yesterday. Laura and I were at our home, and there's a, I know most of you know this already, but there's a poster on the door going out, and I wanted to just call your awareness to this young soldier, this Canadian soldier that, that went missing in the river valley. And we're not sure what happened. They don't know. They don't know where he is. But this, this lovely young lady said, would you, would you help us? And, and I said, well, I'll take a poster. I'm actually a minister, and we have service tomorrow. And, and she was very grateful. And so it's up on the door. But, you know, if anyone knows anything. But beyond that is really, in our prayer work, is to know the highest and best for this family. And it's an extension of compassion in the world. You know, um, and, and so this is an opportunity. It's a call to prayer. And, 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 and that is one of the things that I know is of value uh, for one another. And it's a vibration because we're all connected. We're all, this is, this is one life individually expressed by so many of us. And so when she came to the door, I said, you know, there's no accidents. I said, absolutely, I'll take his name. is Richard Kernow. He's a Canadian soldier. He's, he's missing from Emily Murphy Park. He was last seen on Thursday at 7.30 a.m. He's 25 years old. He's 5'11", 210 pounds. This reliable and level-headed Canadian soldier and dedicated father is in peak physical condition and his inexplicable disappearance is extremely worrisome. And so if we can do something tangible in the world of effect, I know that all of us will step up and, and beyond that is to hold the highest and best for this family and, and to know the, the highest results possible for everyone, whatever it looks like. And to continue in that prayer work as the story unfolds. I've talked to a number of, 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 of ladies over the last week about their experience being mothers. And, it's, and there's so many mothers that have done extraordinary things, and many by themselves without partners and raising children. And it's amazing to watch that phenomena repeat itself over and over again. So I'm very, I'm, I'm very mindful of that today as I share these ideas with you. But I wanted to share with you... Um, in a larger sense, this idea of nurturing. So my, the, the, the title of my sharing today is A Legacy of Nurturing. And as you know, Mark Nepo is one of my favorite authors, and he has a, he has a writing on July 8th in his book, The Book of Awakening, which we're actually using for, throughout the year uh, as a book of the year. And he begins with a quote from Buddha. And the title of this short sharing is Moments, Not Words. Now, Nepo spent three years writing this book. And it's a, it's a, each day of the year he has a short writing and some spiritual practice involved. But this writing is in, entitled Moments, Not Words. And the, boat, the Buddha quote is, Like the moon come out from behind the clouds and shine. When I think of those who've taught me how to love, moments come to mind, not words. As far back as grade school, when Lori wouldn't stop spinning when recess ended, spinning to a deeper, higher call, she laughed, her little head back, her arms wide, trying to, hug, trying to hug the world. And then the day that President Kennedy was shot, there was my, my choir teacher, Mr. P, crying for a man he didn't know, letting us go home. But I came back to hear him play, play a sad piano to what he thought was an empty room. Or the changing faces I would wake up to at the foot of my bed while recovering from surgery. Or my father-in-law watering black walnuts six inches high that wouldn't be fully grown for 150 years. Or my oldest friend who always listens like a lake. Isn't that a sweet image? Listening like a lake. I love that. Because you just know they're present with you. They're just there. 
Though words can carry love, they often point to it. It is the picking up of something that has dropped and the giving of space for someone to discover for themselves what it means to be human and the forgiving of mistakes when they realize that they are. So today is, in Mother's Day is really that nurturing energy in so many ways. And I, I know that we seek, we seek the outlets for that in our lives. I think we're, we're hardwired for that. And so our teachers and mentors that have come along, and if you didn't have that modeled well for you, then it's the challenge or the opportunity, however we, we choose to perceive that, becomes then how do, we, how do we create that nurturing in our own lives? And what we know about the way the infinite works, I mean, from, from movies like The Secret to this text that we have of Dr. Ernest Holmes and, and back into antiquity with the, the, the ancient wisdom that gets shared, it is, the, it is the, the, the subjective nature of our individual consciousness and as we interact with this infinite in, in the, the, our lives and the, and the vibrational frequencies that we show up with that influence the, the texture and the results in our lives. And so it's very personal. The law can only do for us, can only do through us. Well, the law can only do for us what it can do through us. And so... The, the law is that aspect, it's the love and the law that Ernest Holmes talked about and that we teach and that we continue to have our experiences with. I was reading um, some work by Thich Nhat Hanh out of um, uh, Elizabeth Lesser's book, Broken Open, and he was leading a workshop in one of her chapters in this book that's just wonderful called Birth and Death. And uh, I thought, how appropriate with Andrew's song talking about the fear because what happens, I was, I was listening to a radio program this week. They said that the United States of America right now is the most anxious country in the world. There's more fear. There's more people doing antidepressants and dr- drugs to kind of mitigate this free-floating anxiety that's going on because everything's changing. And then if you watch some of the news, I saw a bit of it on, on, uh, uh, when Osama bin Laden was basically uh, assassinated, um, the, sort of the, the, the party that, that happened. And... What I know about it is, what I know about spirituality, what I, what I understand that and, and it's been my experience, is that life never ends. Form ends, but life is, is eternal. And so form ke- continues to shift and change. And what we do when we, we act in violence towards anyone, when we take our, our, our trip wiring for revenge, and I've certainly you know, participated in this in my life many times when people have done things that I don't like, I'll... I'll do the whole thing over in my head, what I'm going to do, you know, and then I get to do, and then I, once eventually it, it mitigates itself or it dissipates a bit, and then I can go back into my forgiveness work, which I know that that's a call for my forgiveness because if I see it, if I spot it, I got it. So someone's playing something out that, that resonates with me. But when, when you see people celebrating something like that, it's just a reflection of the release of this tension, this anxiety, this free floating anxiety. And, and it's, it's not a bad thing. It's just not a very high form of life. It's just missing an opportunity. I don't want to condemn anyone because everybody shows up the best way they can. But life is a continuum and form, cha- form changes. And so it's so easy to look at the beginning and the ending of life as the, the, it's finite. And yet our, our form changes. And what we take with us is consciousness. Our consciousness continues on. So Thich Nhat Hanh is doing a workshop at the Omega Institute and Elizabeth Lesser recorded what he had to say and I want to share bits and pieces of you, with you today because I think it speaks volumes 
to this idea of life, the continuum, and to understand that, that our legacy, the people that nurtured us and taught us how to love, they're still with us, even if they're not in the form. Their, their vibrational frequency and their, their essence is with us. In our minds, Thich Nhat Hanh said, we, when we think of death, we think of suddenly becoming no one. So we die and there's nothing. It's the end. That's a popular idea. We cease to be. We cease to exist. That is our understanding. In the same way, we think of birth as our beginning. <clears throat> what does it mean to be born? We think that to be born means that we arrive here from nothing. That from nothing, you suddenly become something. And from no one, you suddenly become someone. That is our definition of birth and death. Because of these notions, there's always fear deep within us. But the Buddhist discovered something different, something called no birth and no death. The Buddha invited us to bring our fear up and look deeply into the object of our fear. Our fear of dying, our fear of not being. That is the cream of the Buddha's teaching. You cannot afford to not learn it because it is the best thing to learn in all of the teachings. Now, Thich Nhat Hanh is, it was... was was exiled from Vietnam when the war was going on. And he, he set up a, a retreat center in France. And he's, he's, he's helped transform consciousness on the planet in amazing ways. Suppose we try to practice the idea of non-birth with a piece of paper. Oh, don't want to use that one. And no death with this sheet of paper. Non-birth and no death of the sheet. Because a sheet of paper is what, is what we call a thing. So here's a piece of paper, regular white piece of paper. Let us practice together now by looking deeply into this sheet of paper. You may think that this sheet of paper had a birthday. That one day it was produced from nothing and then it suddenly became something, a sheet of paper. It is possible. If you look closely at the sheet of paper in this very moment, look into the true nature of the paper... What do you see? You see in a very tangible, scientific way that paper is made of non-paper elements. And when I touch the paper, I touch the tree. I touch the forest. Because I know that deep inside there is the existence of the tree, the forest. I also touch the sunshine. Even at midnight, touching a sheet of paper, I touch sunshine. Because sunshine is another element that has made up the paper, another non-paper element. Without sunshine, no tree can grow. So touching the paper, I touch the sunshine. I touch the cloud. There is a cloud floating in this sheet of paper. And you don't have to be a poet to see the cloud because without a cloud, there'd be no rain and no forest could grow. So the cloud is in there. The trees are in there. The sunshine, the minerals from the earth, the earth itself, time, space, people, insects, everything in the cosmos seems to be existing in this sheet of paper. It is very important to see that a sheet of paper is made of only of non-paper elements. And our bodies are like that too. So Thich Nhat Hanh says, nothing is born and nothing can die. Our true nature is the nature of no birth. Our birth certificate is misleading. It was, <clears throat> it was certified that we were born on that day from such and such hospital or city. But you know very well that you have been there in the womb of your mother long before that. Even before the day of your conception, you, you had been there. In your mother, in your father, in your ancestors, and everywhere else also. So if you try to go back, you cannot find the beginning of you. So let's try to eliminate this sheet of paper. Let's burn it to see whether we're capable of making it into nothing. So I'm going to try this now. I didn't have the courage to do it the first, uh, 
Somebody, to- took- somebody stole my lighter. But it's okay, I'm adaptable. So here we go. You guys let me know when to let go of it. So now we're going to burn this sheet of paper. I'll do it over this glass table, so in case I have to let it go. You know what? I didn't need that hair on my wrist anyway. So, what do we have over there now? We have ash, right? Is it possible to reduce something to nothing? Ash is what you see now. You also see that some smoke has risen. The smoke is a continuation of the sheet of paper. And now the sheet of paper has become part of a, of a cloud in the sky. You may meet it again tomorrow in the form of a raindrop on your forehead. But maybe you will not be, you will not be mindful and you will not know that this is a meeting. You may think of the raindrop as foreign to you. But maybe it is the sheet of paper into which you have practiced looking deeply. So you can say that the paper is now nothing. No, I don't think you can. Part of it has become the cloud, and you can say goodbye. See you again one day in one form or another. It is very difficult to follow the path of a sheet of paper. It is as difficult as it is to find God. Some heat of the burning paper has penetrated into my body, which it did. I got, I'll show you the, the singes on my hair, on my arms. It has gone very far. If you had fine equipment, you could measure the impact of the heat even from a distant star because the impact of a small thing on the whole cosmos can be measured. It has produced some change in my organism, in your organism, and in the cosmos also. The sheet of paper continues to be there, present. It is difficult for our conceptual eyes to see and discern, but we know that it is always there, everywhere also. And this little amount of ash may be returned to the earth later on. Maybe next year you'll see it in the form of a new leaf on a tree. We don't know, but we know that nothing died. So the true nature of the sheet of paper is no death. But isn't it an interesting example of that? So that piece of paper is now part of something else. The form changed. So this is what he's leading us to here. He says, look deeply into ourselves, our bodies, our feelings, our perceptions, and looking into the mountains, the rivers, and another person, we see the nature of no birth and no self. It is right there. But we are assailed by so many ideas about birth and death that we get scared. We get scared. And it's okay if we get scared, because we just don't know sometimes. We forget. What's important is not to stay scared but to have the awareness to realize that, that we are, we've always been and will always be. We're the infinite and individualized expression. And the reason that we've taken form is so that the sweetness of life that is seeking greater expression can have that expression. So our purpose is everywhere we go to be that expression. And what spiritual practice is, the paradox is that we believe that if, if we step into that more fully, it's somehow our lives will be finished. That it won't be, you know, life won't be enjoyable and wonderful and sweet. And the, and the exact opposite is true. It becomes more rich and more full. Because when you live from that perspective, when you're grounded in the truth of your being, or that, that spiritual tr- uh, truth of our being, see, truth is what we're after. And then it, becomes, uh, it just becomes so joyful. Life becomes so sweet. But then we go out in the world and things happen. You know, someone knocks on our door and gives us a, a, a brochure that talks about a soldier that's missing. 
you know, and, I, and I'm in my head making up stories about the soldier. Where was he? Did he come back? Did he have, you know, I'm thinking, that was, he, was he affected by whatever he experienced at war? This whole idea of war is just amazing to me. Because we don't kill one another. Life's eternal. We don't kill one another. We just create more karma. And karma, we don't teach karma, but we teach the law of cause and effect. And so when we harm another person, we're creating more cause and effect, more things for us to pull along with us, to work, work on and work with. And we can do that. We can continue to have the same, we can continue to do those same things over and over and over again. But here's someone whose divine self was not in alignment, I think. I, I don't know what happened to this young man, but part of my, my sense is that whatever happened to him uh, as a soldier may have affected whatever's going on with him now. And I don't know. I'm making that story up. But if it's not true for him, it's true for someone else. So we've seen enough evidence of it. And we do that, we, we fight the war so we can feel safe. But if we understand there's nothing to fear, then why are we fighting these wars? If we're all one, and, and of course there are traditions, and there are more traditional and conservative traditions that will not agree with our, our, our stance. And the great thing about living in a country like we do is we have the opportunity to express that and to hear that. And I may not agree with a lot of the other traditions and some of the ways they present their material, but I will defend them to till, till the ends of... Uh, of the end of my life for the opportunity to express that because that's what healthy societies do they have discourse they have disagreement they agree to disagree that may not be my way but it is your way and it's and I celebrate it and I honor it and I respect it I don't agree with it but I honor it and respect it and 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 so we somehow to to bring that back into alignment because we understand we're divine and who we are and whose we are oh god just like the piece of paper. So we've, we've killed Osama bin Laden has now died. His, his form has, has died. And, and what have we done? We've planted more seeds where that will, we've, we've got the cause and effect going with that. And so how do we heal that? It is an elevated level of consciousness for all of us. And as, he, as Thich Nhat Hanh says in his article here, it's, it, the minute is so important. The little things we do. How we drive on the, on the road together. How we greet one another at, at the Walmart. I was at Walmart yesterday getting keys made. I got to go back several times because the keys didn't work. <laughs> Ever done that? It's an interesting phenomenon. Because you can make up all kinds of stories going back with those keys that don't work. And I walked, went back and they, they apologized. I said, that's okay. You know, I'm supposed to be getting keys made today, I guess. This is my spiritual practice. You know, it, 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 but it is, it is a challenge at times to forget. It's all God. We're all, we're all in this together. You're good. I want the best for you because I want the best for me and I want to build off that vibration. I don't want you having to drag me along. I want to, I want to be inspired and, and to continue to be inspired. Yeah, Amika. Where's, where's Lainey? Oh, at Emma's. Okay. Anyway, just checking on the kids, because it is Mother's Day, and here's a mom without her kids, so I'm just wondering. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to invite Brian McLeod to come back up. I pulled out my guitar uh, today. We're going to play a song for you that is one of my favorites, and I think it speaks so beautifully to, uh, to what we're talking about, the oneness of life, and seeing, seeing things through new eyes, new perspective. And that's our opportunity. It really is our opportunity. Life is the opportunity. So I want you, as we sing this song, to give some thought to who taught you 
who modeled love for you. You know, for those that were fortunate enough to have loving parents to model a healthy and beautiful relationship, you know, it makes it easier because you, ha- you saw it and you realize what it looks like to be in that partnership, that beautiful partnership. And for those of you that are learning that on your own, that's, that's good too. Anyway, this song is called Everything is Holy Now. It's a song written by Peter Mayer. It's on Faith Rivera's CD. Uh, Jack Fowler sang it when he was here, and I've asked Brian to join me in this today. I'm going to, I guess I got the mic this time. I get to sing here. Cool. Thanks, Bill. When I was a boy each week Sunday we would go to church And pay attention to the priest And he would read the holy word Consecrate the holy bread And everyone would kneel and bow Today the only difference is Everything is holy now Everything, everything, everything is holy now When I was in Sunday school, we would learn about the time Moses split the sea in two, and Jesus turned the water to wine. I remember feeling sad, miracles don't happen still, and now I can't keep track, because everything's a miracle. Everything, everything, everything's a miracle. Wine from water is not so small But an even better magic trick Is that anything is here at all So, so the challenging thing becomes Not to look for miracles But finding where there isn't one Holy water was rare at best I barely wet my fingertips Now I have to hold my breath Like I'm drowning in a sea of it Used to be a world out there Heaven's second-rate hand-me-downs Now I'm walking with a reverent air Cause everything is holy now Everything, everything, everything is holy now Sing it with me Everything, everything, everything is holy now. Everything, everything, everything is holy now. Read, read a questioning child's face. Say it's not a testament, that it'd be very hard to say. 
see, see another new morning come. Say it's not a miracle. I tell you that it can't be done. Morning outside I stood, I saw a little red-winged bird Shining like a burning bush, singing like a scripture verse Made me want to bow my head, I remember when church let out How things have changed since then, cause everything is holy now Used to be a world out there, heaven's second-rate hand-me-downs. Now I'm walking with a reverend air, cause everything is holy now. Everything, everything, everything is holy now. Everything, everything, everything is holy now. Everything, everything, everything is holy now. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So happy Mother's Day. I just wish... I'll tell you later. All right, so we're going to invite this young man, this beautiful... Come on up, Andrew. Sing another song. I think Andrew needs to come out of his shell a little bit. (laughs) 